Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We're going live here. We'll do God it live. Damn it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Letting us down already. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. Let's go! Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Bet along with us. You know the best thing, honestly, the best thing to come out of this week, and you know I never compliment Eric unless I absolutely have to. Absolutely have to. Hold on, hold on, 100% true. Let me prepare my body for this. Hold on. It was RK's Broncos watch along. <laughs> That's what that right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The Broncos watch along, honestly, 10 out of 10, super fun. Um, and you can also gamble along with them as they bet on drive, oh. which is like the funnest thing to do. Dude, we lost money like nobody did. Can I <laughs> Can I tell you betting betting fun is so much better than betting to win. This is why I'm telling you like make money elsewhere. <laughs> like betting for me and you could bet some people bet and get really into it. Also fair, but I'm saying Putting ten bucks on a drive, dumb bet. So fun though. Yeah, like, what is it a dumb bet to have fun? Nope, it's not. It's well, a great bet. <laughs> it's a great you bet. bet. You bet ten bucks, and then suddenly you care a lot. There's nothing better than like the Broncos get the ball on the fifteen yard line. They're like, oh, this is gonna be a field goal for sure. It's gonna be a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I can get great odds on them not getting it in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> Did I bring that down too far? Yeah, I, a, li- a little bit. A little bit. bit, a little bit. Uh, we have a great show for you guys today. In segment one, we're going to be talking about uh, <laughs> a lockout that's coming. That's Hell yeah, great show, guys. Glad you tuned in for this the NBA is Hype back. up the NBA. Hype it up. <laughs> in segments two and three, though, the hotly debated Mr. Nugget, what does it mean? Ooh. Where did it come from? Where is it going? We're going to discuss all of those things. Who are the top candidates? What are the responsibilities? Uh, this is a very exciting one, yeah. and maybe we'll have a resolution here in the in the week within the week about who the new Mister Nugget will be. There's a vacancy. I think a couple of weeks ago we asked ourselves, "Are we taking the Mister Nugget debate too seriously?" Oh, we're going to take it. I think so I think seriously. we've come to the conclu- conclusion that we definitely are. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not taking it seriously enough. I listen. Uh, there are things that matter in this world. There's things that don't matter in this world. So true, Mister Nugget. Right square in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so true. Uh, to help me out with that, though, I've got the giggler himself, Harrison Wind. <laughs> that, giggler that was my impression of, of the giggler. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was really good. I really yeah. threw you off there. Dude. That was a Jokic no look right out of bounds. Am I supposed to respond? I no, it's the Harrison. Harrison. No, I thought it was okay. Um... Happy to be here. This this is an important episode. We've done we've done a lot of so content, a lot so of podcast important. episodes this mm. off season. 
I'm glad I'm here to to talk Mr. Nugget, one mm. of the uh, few mm. things that I think does matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the few things that matters. <laughs> Most things in life don't matter, but this this matters. I've also got the handsome one. It's Eric. That's right, uh, guys. Wow, that feels good. Is this how you start off every episode, Harrison? I feel incredible. Um, yeah. No, listen, guys. Uh, we can again. We can debate many things in this world. Politics, Politics. weather. <laughs> You know, sports. I mean, the teams. past the past year, or the, since Twitter was invented, it's been a nonstop fight. <laughs> so true about uh, one vaccines. Th- yeah, like it's unbelievable. So, um, but I'm ready to get back into it even yeah. more. I'm ready to fight. Okay. Um, it. I, I have to point out that it's really great this fisheye camera that we have for the Studio C, which is hopefully going away here very very soon. God, I hope. So. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, it does make Eric look like our child, which I love. Look how tiny he is. Just a wee little lad. Whoever sits in that I middle seat this. is just fucked. I love, <laughs> no, I love this. I feel like more, oh. I, yeah, I feel like more, uh, I don't know, coddled than I typically do in life. Before we get to the fun stuff, though, guys, today, actually, I want to say one thing. We're going to be at Coors Field tonight. If you guys want to. Hell yeah, dude. Notice I didn't say watching the Rockies. Not sure no. how much I'm going to be watching the no, Rockies. I'm going to be at Coors Field. And um, you guys know I'm big into the, to, to the solstice, the equinox. One of our last chances to catch a summer sunset. We're going to be there mm. up on the rooftop tonight doing that. And if you use the Game Time app, yes, you can yeah. join us for what's the, what would you say is a reasonable <laughs> amount to hang out with you, Eric? Oh, to hang out with me? Zero dollars. That's right? a, If you round down, that's how much it costs. For just one dollar on the Game Time app, you can get a ticket to a Rockies game. Yeah, which, dude. again, you're not the, do, the Rockies part is free. The hanging out with D-Line is the dollar. Oh, yeah, and that's you, what you're really paying that's, for. Uh, no question. That's what the fees go to. <laughs> that's where the fees go. No, it's the, it's the, game, time, uh, the game Time Meetup. Yes, game, the time game Time Meetup I, I, I didn't use our, the branding properly. Dude, game Time is our new thing. Listen, you know, we, we bring to you things that enhance your life. Gambling, yeah. drinking, <laughs> pizza, and now the thing that makes the most goddamn sense, going to games. Like, yes. You can get very cheap tickets if you wait to the last minute. You're being rewarded for being a procrastinator. So true. Um, and if you do it through us, we win, you win. Uh, so come pay a buck and come watch the Rocky. So don't true. watch the Rocky. That one dollar. Yeah, come that, drink a beer. That one dollar, like at least eight cents of that comes directly Minimum. to us. <laughs> it's like so sense. great. So I think D-Line brings up a great point because if all you did in your daily life was listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. you would be able to go to games. That's yep. so you would true. drink beer. Listen. Wow. Eat pizza. Um, it's not a coincidence that our partners are all yeah, there. Shave coinc- your entire body. Yes. <laughs> become, <laughs> become less offensive. Like you would be living a pretty good life. Yeah, you'd be all right. All right. I got to I got to keep it. I got to keep it moving, guys. Uh, Sham Sharania. Quick to note yesterday, although Woj corrects him a little bit. I love the Shams Woj thing over this like minutia. But Shams came out and said what has long been discussed behind the scenes. I don't know if that like the average fan knows this, but this is a thing that we're hearing about as media members a lot. Maybe a coming lockout, guys. Maybe a coming lockout. Every eight years or so, the NBA fights with themselves, and they decide, do we lock out, do we not? I kind of personally think that this will be one that I would not be surprised. To give you a quick rundown, the negotiation period for this collective bargaining agreement, that window is going to expire on December 15th on Yokmas, a.k.a. Slava. Very Slava. interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> why, why, would it, why would it expire on, on those days? 15th. Um, but the, the agreement itself runs all the way through 2024. So we're really looking at two more seasons. After that, are we going to run into, you know, head first into a lockout? Yes. I kind of think we are, in God large damn. part because of... Uh, this is classic how negotiations work between, you know, unions. 
you got like, hey, we're going to start leaking our very extreme proposals Mm -hmm. and we're going to try to set the parameters far enough so that middle is somewhere closer to where we want to be rather than where it's the Danny strategy. strategy. We're asking for seven firsts. (laughs) All right. We're asking for seven firsts. (laughs) We'll settle for two, but we're we're asking for seven. Um, Here are some of the items. Number one, lowering the age limit for the draft. Right now we have the one and done rule. You have to go to college. Of course, this doesn't apply to everybody. You can get players in Europe. You you can go to the G League. Well, you can go to the G League, so you're right. But it's one one year year out of high school. And it is a little complicated because you do have European players that can come over basically at high school age. But, hey, I've been playing professionally, so it doesn't quite work. But lowering the age limits back down to 18 or or, or lowering the age limit and then allowing players to go straight from, from high school to the NBA. Harrison, how do you feel about this proposed change? Sure. Why not? Like, why not? You know, guys are coming into the league one year removed. Would it be catastrophic if they came right out of high school? No, I'm, I think everybody's fine with it. Yeah, this is like they, this just goes back and forth all the time. Yeah. Like you have the Kwame Browns, you have like the guys that come, out, yeah. the Kobe Bryant's, like people that come right out of high school. Like he wasn't good his first year though. The, that's but there's the two sides of the coin. Like sometimes it's an absolute disaster, and sometimes yeah. it's Kevin Garnett. The, so. the sometimes thing is, LeBron James is the best example, right. who was like a top the thirty player the his first year. Development now with NBA teams is light years ahead of where it was. Man. Back when the one and done rule Do was a I thing. I agree with this take. Yes. Okay. The last part there, the caveat before, yeah, back like how it was back in 2003 or four. Right. Or whatever. Back Five, when think, Robert Swift was drafted, <laughs> you know, top whatever, top 10 and just flamed out and was like living in a house by himself and nobody knew where he was. So I'm of two minds about this one in particular. I, I, like I'm for it just because the one year doesn't make a difference. To me, if players didn't come in until they were 2021, 20, I do think that there would be something good brought to our game that was probably positive. There is a level of fundamentals growing up, this or that, that I think makes the game better. Most of the time when we talk about these types of things, most people view them through the lens of fair, which I find kind of funny because we're actually talking about guys making millions versus tens of millions versus billions of dollars. Like fair to me is almost less important than there's a third part in these negotiations, players, owners, fans. And to me, I'm always way more concerned with the fan, which is to say I'm way more concerned with the product. What makes the product better? Mm -hmm. And I don't think one-and-done year versus no one-and-done year, to me, doesn't really matter. You're going to get a bunch of guys who aren't ready for the NBA, even if they're one out of a 1,000 are going to be LeBron James, Luka Doncic. But a lot of them are going to be, to your point, Robert Swift, and you're going to get them in. They're not going to develop properly, and they're just going to get chewed up and spit out, and the league is going to be worse because those guys are going to be in the league for four years before we realize, hey, they didn't develop. And I and a lot of like I don't want to say lie I don't want to be so dramatic to say lives will be ruined but in some cases guys will get in they'll have all that pressure on them no chance to really develop in the right order and then their careers get derailed so for me if you were going to move this to be say hey twenty one twenty two you would miss out on the Lucas and the and whatever but I do think the game would work not realistic not going to happen yeah so I say whatever they bring them maybe, in bring them in at eighteen it doesn't yeah they should maybe they there's should. also there's already eighteen year olds. In the draft, it's true. Of course, yeah. even this draft, right? Of course, maybe the, maybe the middle is that you can draft them, but they have to spend a year in the G League. I mean, I, again, one year in the G League, what what is it really doing? I, I mean, but it's like the same as the one and done, right? My mm-hmm. point is, you get in the mm-hmm. NBA. I think you're short on player development from team concepts. You're high on development of your body. You're high on development sure. of your individual skills, like shooting and all these things. But I think you're low on just like understanding the game and the pressures there right away. If you're a team that takes Luka Doncic at 18 years old. You're not like, hey, three years from now, he's going to be right. Re- no, it's like, hey, we need this guy to start producing. Right. And 
every Luca can. Every other guy that's not Luca, every Anthony Bennett or whatever else Hell, can't, and and it's tough. I think I think it's kind of case by case. Some guys do have a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Some guys don't. Who who was the guy that Portland took this year in the draft? Oh, really? Right. Was, really young sat kid. Out for two years because he wanted to be drafted in the. First yeah, round. he hurt his shoulder in summer league. I don't see Shaden Sharp. Oh, Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. One of the youngest guys in the draft, maybe highest potential, is probably the closest to a guy coming out of high school. He goes to a situation in Portland. He's going to be able to develop real slowly there, right. I feel like. Maybe, you think? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I that's know. the plan for him there. You know, They've got talent around him. There. But, I don't but think they're going to ask too much But here's too what I'm saying is him. when you say develop, you specifically mean individual basketball skill development, which the NBA is like the best at. You get players, they're going to develop a handle and a shot and all these different yeah. things. My point is I think in the NBA there's a real lack of – understanding team play. Nonetheless, we got to keep keep it moving because this is one where I can be idealistic, but there's no solution. My solution would be for these there to be a better developmental path that these guys get to learn those aspects of it and then in a league. Never going to happen. Yeah. Never going to happen. So the difference between 19 and 18 doesn't matter to me. Make no, it 18. I mean, I, I just I feel like the G League is the some like involvement of the G League is exactly what you're talking about. Like that is the developmental league, right? Like they just need to. That needs to become more the norm. I don't. And perhaps it's foisted upon them. Like you have to. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't draft an MLB player and have them not go right, to the right, developmental right. leagues then for five years, which you don't need. And in baseball is such a more individual sport. Anyway. Yeah, you, you don't, don't need, need that in the NBA. But like maybe there just needs to be some kind of like you know you it's it's not expected or it's not even allowed that your player comes over and right. just immediately start playing so i don't know uh anyway we're being too idealistic i don't want to waste time on it lower it for, cool i'm for it just Whatever. because it's the Here's only realistic thing and it's, we're pretty much there right? we're pretty much there i already. mean the reason that was turned around was for the benefit of the ncaa kind of but also for the nba i'm telling you it's really tough when you have to decide between an established 20 year old or an 18 year old that just has ridiculous upside and if you're an organization and you're like all right, we're going to get this guy. It's going to take three years, and then he's going to be good. And so then I've only got this window. If you're, like in that, if you're in that spot, like that's <laughs> kind of the luck of the draw, right? It also, I should just say, starts the clock early. If you're going to have – basically teams have seven years of control, right, of, of a player when they come in. And at, now we all know that seven is even being generous because guys learn yeah. that with two years left, you can start to force your way out. So if you only have five years of a player that you really feel comfortable with and you start that clock at 18 – by 23, all of a sudden you're starting to worry about that draft pick you just spent five years and now he's ready to compete. These are the things. But again, it doesn't matter. There's no solution that's fair no. to everybody. No, so just, yeah. so just move it up. You like, this is where you acquiesce. This is where you acquiesce, 100%. Harsher luxury tax penalties. Now, here's an interesting one. We are in a weird and unprecedented moment in time when these owners are making so much money. I have given the Cronkies credit for saying, hey, look, they're spending money on ads. They're spending money on this. But it should be viewed for, through a specific lens of – the money they're spending is now no longer considered lots of money. Going into the luxury tax, $17 million. Right. That was impressive eight years ago. Oh. Now, Steve Ballmer, he laughs at $17 million. <laughs> As he should. $17 million, I'll go in $200 million. Yeah. I'll go into the luxury tax. And I think that one of the things that's interesting is back in the old, the good old days. The back, <laughs> the, back in the good old days, an NBA owner, the rich one had $5 billion and the poor yeah. ones had $1 billion or oh, maybe $500 billion. You know, the, the gap wasn't so big. Now you got guys worth $80 billion, you know, in the NFL. You got $50 billion. So when they look at a luxury tax, tax payment of $20 million, they go, that doesn't mean, it might as well be zero. Rounding down, that that's $0 to me. Yeah. Um, so now you have guys spending a lot. Well, 
there's a real gap now between 50 million Steve Ballmer yes. and four million or four billion average NBA owner. There's a real gap there. So the only way I think other owners see to compete with them is to say, hey, we need harsher luxury tax penalties mm-hmm. for these Warriors, for these uh, Clippers. I don't know where I fall on this one. Again, if I want the league to remain competitive, I don't want Ballmer to be able to laugh at a $200 million luxury tax bill. I don't want him to be able to do that. At the same time, I want owners to actually pay up and pay their money. So I don't want to make it easy for the cheap guys. I'm very torn on this one. I'm torn on it too. But when you really think about it, it's like, should your owner and how much he's willing to spend really determine if you can win a championship? So like, should that sports? be the deciding factor? Yeah, the, the, this is the thing is, is this is not a conversation ever in football because there is a hard cap. There should there should be yeah. There, there needs to be a hard cap in happen. the luxury tax. Like oh, I see. Ooh, there needs to be. You can't go. Let's any get higher. you into the room. Let's get you in the room, Eric. I like <laughs> Let's this. Go. Let's go. And well, that I mean, number can be ridiculously high. It's just that the numbers are getting so crazy now that I like, agree. But I do like the multiplier factor. You do see teams like sure. dip in and then come back out and like dip in and yeah. come back out. It is. I know, but there's it, three you or do four. The ta- the ta- in and out. Yeah, this is like how it works yeah. in baseball. Why it's such a disaster and why yep. capitalism ruins everything is because ultimately, uh, if you get big enough, like you just it becomes a self-sustaining little ecosystem. You spend more, you make more. And then you're the Yankees. You're just can spend more forever and it, it becomes a stratification. It, we, they have to have some kind of heart. They, I mean, they have to like, I, I, I think I'm with this as well. And I think I'm with you. I don't want to make it to where it, de- it protects owners from ever having to spend money because they're making so much money. Yes. But I do want to make it so that the bombers of the world don't have such an unfair advantage because they are five, 10 times more rich than every other owner. I don't want to make it so unfair that they can do that. Now here's what's interesting about bomber. And I'll tip my hat to him. There are things that don't fall under the, lu- the the luxury tax, like an arena, like a practice facility, mm. like all these types of things. And he is committed to being like, we're going to be the first class of all of those oh, things. He's spending, 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 spending. And to me, I like that. And you I do- hope that those things do pay dividends, that it actually does come. I don't want the Clippers to win titles because, you know, F them. But I'm just saying, I do <laughs> hope that it's like one of those things where owners know if you really want to be competitive, yeah. you have to buy all. You get the- out what you put in. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Sprinkle some uh, yeah. some love on the edges there that don't fall under that banner. All right, let's get into the big ones. Oh, boy. Players oh, to provide man. medical info to all teams at the draft. How ridiculous is it that this is not already a rule? Right now, if you're, say, Michael Porter Jr. and you are set to have a second back surgery, but you really just want to go to you know a specific team. You say, hey, Chicago Bulls. Here's my medicals. Uh, Denver Nuggets, you want the medicals? No, because I don't want to go to Denver. I don't want to go to Milwaukee. I don't want to go anywhere. So I'm only going to share information with teams I want to go and an attempt. Absolutely ridiculous. It's always the same teams that get access to everything, and it's always the same teams that <laughs> it's don't. always the Sacramento Kings who just don't have access. They don't to get anything. Yeah, it's so true. They don't <laughs> get just anything. Blind, blind every draft. Every draft, they're like, this guy won't return our phone calls or whatever. Did, we have no information. Did we have access to MPJ's medicals before we drafted him? Here's, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. These things do get around. I don't think these secrets are as. Uh, tightly held but there are things like hey is agent gonna let him work out for there no i don't want because i don't want anybody to think he's falling look the nba is getting so dumb in the way that it just works to the benefit of the same teams to me this one's another easy one just make medical information a standardization every team gets to look why is this a conversation well i'll tell you why it's because there are a hipaa thing 
No, well, <laughs> no. honestly, honestly, no, there is a part of this because what you can do is if you are Sacramento and you really want Michael Porter to fall to 13 and, you know, you, you got out there and you start leaking like, hey, have you guys seen the medicals? Hey, Shams, you seen this? Uh, guys, really injury prone. Why I wouldn't, we take, just, him, why don't I wouldn't we, take him top 12. Why don't we just do NBA.com slash injuries and just have every player's <laughs> medical info in the database? Nonetheless, you need to make this, this publicize at all. Nonetheless, you need to make these things happen. And just uh, yes. the fairness at the end of the day is of important course, here. Of course, I would yeah. make a similar rule for workouts. Like make, make it... They have to work out in a certain range or whatever. And God, I can't mm-hmm. even imagine being in these rooms. Like, I'm so bored already just talking about these. Jesus like, just Christ. Like well, you're going to be in there. It's going to oh, be. Um, all right. These last two, these last two really, really get me. And I think people are going to be, this will be a little bit controversial, but ability for players to cite mental health as a reason not to play the same way you cite oh a physical injury. Oh, boy. I'm oh personally 1,000% against this. Oh, boy. 1,000%. And here's Ooh. why. This is a solution looking for a problem. Kevin Love already missed most of a season for mental health. Was paid for it. Ben Simmons just sat out a whole season, really, just because I'm sure that I don't want to diminish mental health. Very important thing. I think the NBA has been very progressive on this issue. Absolutely. Um, And and yet Ben Simmons, they end up going to court, ends up owning him all all the money anyway. Uh, Kyrie Irving, this or that. You had players, DeMar DeRozan, have come out and spoken and, and said, like, hey, I've had this injury, teams have supported, whatever, have gone through the, you know, gone through the process of saying, we understand this is a real thing. This rule to me, you you don't have an issue with teams not allowing players to set up. We don't have an issue right now with players playing too many games, like, oh, they're being forced to play. No, we have the opposite problem. And to me, this weaponizes a very real problem in a way that allows for players now to say, hey, we have an issue with guys not playing games. Here's an absolute cut and dry way for you to never have to play should you not want to. Mm-hmm. And to me, this doesn't help DeMar DeRozan, doesn't help Kevin Love, doesn't help Paul George, the guys who've come out it and spoken about it. It, right. it actually just helps the people that abuse every rule that's already happened Ooh. or already available in the league. So to me, this is one that I look at and I go, good intention, yeah. but I don't think it's going to work out the way you, the, the way it's designed. Uh, this is tough, is it not? We are talking about a league that is not supposed to be easy. It is supposed to be difficult. You're supposed to fight through a lot of things. That's kind of the game, right? Like the, you're just kind of going through things that, that are uh, all of the adversity that besets your team. You're supposed uh-huh. to sort of fight through. At the same point in time, you can argue that you know, maybe the idea that it has to be so extreme that you miss large portions of the season, like a Kevin Love and a Kyrie Irving, uh, are a result of not taking care of little micro things that come up along the way. You can, I mean, like I personally took a mental health day yesterday. I took a nap. It was great. A lot of people asked for things for me on Slack. I did not respond until today. <laughs> Everything was okay at the end. Then the world kept turning. World just absolutely kept turning. The mental lost, health day was a hangover day. Is, we, that, exactly, is that what happened? No, not even. Not, is that what it's going to turn into in the NBA? No, I just was oh, like James Harden never plays in Atlanta. Oh, He's just like, gonna, we're going to start, yeah, start calling it a lemon pepper. Pre scheduling I mean, mental this, health. Days. This is my thing. Is I think again. As this gets negotiated in public in public spaces, maybe more information will come to light. But yeah. as of right now, the high-profile cases of this, teams have worked with them and said, like, hey, we're a progressive league. We find this yeah, to yeah. be a very Absolutely. important thing. We're No problem at all. Yeah. But what this is going to turn into is, in my opinion, is guys who are already trying to sue their teams for making them play for, for like, other reasons outside of mental health. Now they just have a fast pass of, like, hey, there's here's a thing that you can never be yeah. questioned on. If a player went to a team like those guys have, 
and was like, look, I just, I just need to get myself right. Like I just need a day. T- team's going to give him that. Right. Like we've, we've seen this That's what, time and time again. So it's a little bit for show, maybe this, this thing. It's like a little bit for like, I just don't know who it protects because we've had high yeah. profile instances yeah. of this already who have, you know, who it's been great. The league has been like very forward thinking on all of this, but, but it, I also it, can see how it'll be weaponized immediately because it's already yeah, been weaponized. It's true. I mean, you can imagine like uh, a Nate Robinson or somebody that doesn't maybe have a great rep- uh, like relationship with the coaching staff can yeah. be like, I'm taking a mental health thing. Right. You're like, well, nothing we can do about it. <laughs> I mean, uh, but it, it, this last one was really, <laughs> this last one also bothered me an emphasis on player fan civility and the language. And it was, very much a like fans need to learn how to act around players. Now this is somewhat true. Like there is, we've seen some high profile with Russell Westbrook players, like, you know, walking onto the court or saying things that have like racial connotations or this or that. There's no question about it. But my issue with the players union is that there is a very real and important relationship between players and fans that I feel has been severed very greatly over the last 15 years. Oh yeah. During this last, this basically this era, the social media, the social media era and to me, just looking at it and pointing at it and saying we need to like put the fans in their place, to me is like that's not the issue. There's a schism between players and fans, and it's about mending that one, not about like trying to come up yeah. with these harsher restrictions on how fans interact with the game. It's, to me, in my opinion, a, lo- a lot of players, if you ask them, in their ideal world, are just playing in the bubble. With with no fans, right? They're just hooping, <laughs> right? Just well, straight that they hooping. would have all taken a mental health day every day. We've moved off of that, <laughs> but they just want to hoop and play basketball yeah. with fans watching silently, sitting on their hands. Like that's what a lot of players want. The fact of the matter is that's just not reality. That's not the world we live in. Sports is about. Players and fans, and some of them root with most of them root with you, some of them root against you, and yes. like that's just life. Like right. that's just what Dude, sports is built upon. This is specifically an NBA issue because the, the NBA yeah. has structured itself in such a way that it is this like tabloid centric way of interacting with players. You try and get LeBron James to say something goofy to you, and they, you record it courtside, Karen. Like uh, every way, <laughs> all of these interactions that happen with players are like like pretty mean spirited online, just in general, like this, the way that players are spoken about the way that people are spoken about. It's just the, 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 the the culture of the NBA is very young and it's getting younger and it's like young in a way that's like junior high, high school, which is like mean spirited. Yeah. And so it's very contentious between fans and players. Like just because like, yeah, always been that way. If you go on Twitter now, it's like, Oh, but this guy's a clown. That stuff's always been happening. It's just not on Twitter. But you, but contrast against that, against how the NBA, the NFL is, is regarded. It's like, there are a couple things, but it's like every player in the NBA is, is treated more like a punchline, more like a, just it, it's just more like it's talked about that way for it's sure. It's just talked about online. that way because that's how they that's how they frame their thing. Their, yeah. their conversation is to yeah. be online centric, and so it leaks over. Like the 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 way that the online community acts and is leaks over into the real life uh, product of the NBA more so than any other league. And so, I mean, I don't know how you fix this. It's just but, like, but it's, here's it, you're right. How do we fix this? This is the hard thing. And here's my here's my issue with that. 
that is not to me. You're you're basically saying it's the media that does this and it creates this way. It's, I disagree. It's more than the media. Well, it is the more than the media. Fans, media, well. social media, all of this. But what I'm saying is that that's the, exactly the issue. Is to me, it is the relationship between yeah. the two that needs amends, not necessarily a punishment of the fan. That's like the receiving end of this sort of dynamic. Players know, like relative to years past, or, you know, to eras past. Players feel like they are just working in a city, not that they are a part of it. And it's funny, coming from Serbia, one of the things that will probably be make the documentary, talking to Milan Dozet, he was talking about how almost every game during the Dirty, Partizan Red Star, people are throwing bottles and batteries yeah, yeah. onto it. And he kept saying, like, us as players, we just bind ourselves to that experience, meaning that to us is a part of, yeah. of the experience, and it's not a good thing. But we accept that for to these people, this is a very important thing, yeah. and we are representing them. And it was such a like he's saying this like off the cuff, as just in like casual. just casual, as in like, hey, look, man, I mean, that's just part of yeah, it. And we know, know it means a lot to these the people. And I played in yeah. Belgrade. Yeah, yeah, and and look, that's one extreme that's obviously too far. I'm not try advocating for that, but I'm saying that there's at least an understanding of the relationship of that he shares to the people in the, in, in, that we're all involved in. And to me, that is not the case with NBA players yeah. who don't, who just feel like I just put the shirt on, man. I'm not I'm not part of you. You're yeah, separate yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, you can't fix one through punishment without fixing that that connection and that relationship. So mm-hmm. when I read the language in here, I go. God, this sucks, man. Yeah. This sucks. No, a, a further divide. A further divide that's like disguised as a solution when it actually has no intent of being a solution. So again, good issues. All of these ones, I think, good issues, but the solutions that are proposed to me just reek of that's not going to be great. Not going to get approval. Going to cre- become contentious in negotiations. So and three, come, if they so somehow got through. there's a lockout. So I'm saying there's a lockout. All right, let's move on. That was the unfun stuff. Boy, that was the, that unfun. And the other side, though, <laughs> the very fun stuff. The you funnest. Know, we just talked about the relationship between fan and players. Foundational cool. to the Mr. Nugget title. <laughs> Uh, Breckenridge Brewery, they've got a birthday coming up. 32 years young to celebrate Breck Brewers throwing a weekend-long hoot nanny. Kick off the fall with live music, food, and beer, and games. October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. They've got national music acts like Spin Doctors and local favorites, Railroad Earth, rocking out. Ooh. So um, stay tuned to everything on this show across the entire DNVR network for hoot nanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. Check out the link in the description or go to breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineup. At DraftKings Sportsbook, the NFL action is in full swing. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, We're talking touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins. New customers right now can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Um, If that's not enough, Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Oh, uh, right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. God, I love parlays. With so payouts fun. bigger so than dumb. ever. So fun. <laughs> Why bet on football <laughs> That's what I mean. anywhere else? Bet for fun, man. Bet for fun. Yeah, bet yeah. For, bet to win. You bet to win. Oh, it's fun to win. Uh, but bet, bet it is fun <laughs> but, Sometimes it's fun to lose, though, too. <laughs> Those stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Or, sorry, once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, back here, segment two, the fun segment. Oh, we're back. God, that was terrible, wasn't it? I thought, I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. And now we turn our attention to Mr. Nugget. Guys, we are <laughs> one week away from the first day of training camp. Mr. Wind, myself, we will be out in San Diego covering all of this stuff, mm-hmm. all of the exciting insights and details from San is, Diego. Is Sunny this, San Diego. Is this the most contentious thing that's in our universe? That we have to go to San Diego every year no, and spend Mr. A, Nugget. Oh, Mr. Oh, Nugget. It's... The hottest storyline heading into camp. So if you don't know the history of Mr. Nugget. Not kidding. You know, years ago, we're covering this team. Sure. Uh, actually, I think Mr. Nugget, the original Mr. Nugget came pre-DNVR. It might have been a, like, a, I don't know, a locked on or, a, a, I, I don't I don't know if we started Mr. Nugget. I think after. it was DNVR. You think it was DNVR? Yeah. You got Gary Harris. He's representing us so well. And everybody seems to like Gary. You never hear anybody say something bad about Gary. You just never heard it. Yeah. And you start to think. He sure seems to embody the Denver Nuggets, man. Everything we love about the Nuggets can be seen right as as, as him as a physical embodiment of our love of the Denver Nuggets. Then he gets traded away. Oh, boy. He gets traded away. But fortunately for us, there was Monte Morris, who, as I've long said my theory of nicknames, if you have multiple nicknames, that means you're loved. Because you have nicknames that popped up from different groups of people at different Um, points in your life. If you refer to somebody with a nickname, that's affection. Big game yep. Tay, Big man game man, Tay Tay. That's a weird one. That's a man man, Tay Tay, <laughs> Mr. Nugget himself. Uh, there's no end of, nu- of names. Man. <laughs> I'm going to need the backstory. What about Monmo? The <laughs> Count of Monte Assisted Turnover. Yeah, that, was, that was a little Monmo? We didn't love for Monmo. Monmo, not exactly one that hung on. Um, so I think it's a thing. I think it's a real thing. Those are, those are the two guys. <laughs> Um, Mr. Nugget was invented organically for Gary Harris. When he was traded, it was like obvious who the next Mr. Nugget was. It was oh, going to be Monte Morris. Um, we need a definition. If I were to put it, as I have on the sheet, a definition, a fan favorite who embodies the spirit of the team. Oh, boy. We that's, could probably do better. That's pretty good, though. Oh, is this, our, is this our Mount Rushmore of Mr. Nuggets? Look at this. The founding fathers of Mr. Nugget. We got Mountain. Gary... We got Monte. By the way, can you imagine spending all the time to carve that into rock and like those were the expressions you <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, Gary looks uh, Carving scared. a mustache into a rock is probably Dude, tough. But it's more like carving a, like a very sort of astonished, yeah. not great look. You're, but you spend two years. This is <laughs> That's the look Gary Harris gave Yoke when he was looking for that full court outlet pass. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, oh, look at that prestigious lineup though. Too, too decorated. Yeah. Absolutely regal. Mr. Nuggets is. is. I just love to see it. Yeah. I do as well. Um, what other definition could you put on here before we get to responsibilities? Yeah. By the way, we're not we're not deciding this today. We're, we're just d- d- conversating about it. You know, well, we might decide soon, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another definition for Mr. Nugget. Um. I, I mean, know. it's a fan favorite player. It's this idea of like, hey, it's, it's somebody we all kind of approve on who who like takes on that mantle. And it's of, also it, it needs to be said, not the star player, not like Mr. Nugget would can't be just the almost, best player. It'd be Jokic. Jokic is Mr. Nugget. Jokic is Mr. Universe. Yeah, Jokic so is Mr. True. Serbia. Jokic yeah. is all there is. He's the center of our lives. Yeah. But we need to spread it out. This is more like so uh, true. 
this is not this is sort of like uh the bench captain could it could it be the best player is there a world in which because if it yes. was it, yes, i think if it's if we're not giving it to the they, literal top i, know, I was gonna big, say i, I don't think, think no. it can because i can't picture if it's not Jokic that i can't picture anybody else being yeah. mr nugget like would carmelo anthony have been mr no nugget in the day? no absolutely not no right no, no way. It, 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 the only way it could happen it is if like just Linus the nuggets Kaiser. totally no pivoted and went like so soulless, they're just the Brooklyn Nets that's and true. Jokic. Oh, that's true. You could be Mister Nugget on like a tanking team. That's really bad. It just he. It's but by default, it's the best but like player. When the Nuggets were bad, and they had Jokic. Mister Nugget probably was. Uh, well, I was gonna say it, it was Gary the whole time. But like Will Barton had a had like a when <laughs> yeah. he was like yeah. the guy oh, that was when like, he was the people's champ. When he was the people's yep. champ, he yeah. had he had like real. If not for Gary, I mean, of, yeah. of course, we can't relitigate that. Era. So but true. all the same, you understand. It's we're not saying not that, the best player. Then. Not, yeah, the, best not player, the best player. Not it's just really sort of, probably not the second best player. Man, it'd be very hard player. to be even the second best mm-hmm. player. It would be tough. I like that definition, but yeah. it's not like it, the guy who just embodies the spirit of the, the team. spirit of the team, the spirit of the city. Yeah. 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 All right. So if we go move on now to responsibilities, which oh, I feel boy. like almost best defined. Oh, oh boy. Number one. You gotta be a great teammate. Gotta number be a great, one. Number you have one, to be dude. A great teammate. I don't think you can be Mister Nugget if you have beef. No, you have to be Mr. a vegetarian. Nugget is beefless. That's a vegetarian yeah. Uh, option. Yeah, so it's, a, it's <laughs> yeah. really vegan. I mean, we're really going full That's vegan a beyond here. Meat Socially, I mean, social vegan. No, yeah, no social beef. Vegan. No be- beef. Beefless, dude. You have to be the exact opposite of beef. You need to present beef to the, as a gift. You know, Mister Nugget doesn't necessarily have to be a leader in that sense, but it does have to be somebody that just like picks you up. You know, like you got to hype up your teammates. I think you're kind of the leader of vibes. Ooh, I like that. The leader of vibes. I think you are the custodian of all nuggets vibes outside of obviously our duties in this uh, category, but like on the team, you sort of have to be the vibes meister, right? You got to be hyping up your guys in the post game press. They got to know you're there for them. You got to stare at Jokic in the eyes, almost lustily. Like yeah. we've seen Monte Morris do in the past. You got to shout out your teammates on Twitter. You got to do. You got to. You got to retweet people. Yep. You got to. You got to call attention to things that are happening. You got to be the conduit between fan and Nugget. Who's Mister DNVR Nugget? Can't be me. I'm because you know the role about being the best. Mister DNVR, no, it's deaf. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I I put this one here on responsibilities. Understand and accept the relationship between team and fan base. And this gets back to what I was saying about this idea about the schism. Like, I I really hope that the these things always go in cycles. I feel like you know you you, you get these different cycles. I hope that the new generation and I do see a little bit of this. New generation understands like, no, the fans, man, people talk shit online, but I can't use that as an example of every person online. It's just, this is a part of online culture. I hope that there's an understanding of, I feel like Monte Morris definitely understood that. Gary Harris maybe a little bit less because he was such a quiet and reserved person, but nonetheless, like he was a guy that, you know, didn't hate the fan. He didn't have beef with the fans. He wasn't calling fans. No, but he was, he was stately. He was stately. He he presented. Presidential. He presented himself in such. Like it was just there, there was no questioning yeah. the integrity of Mr. Nugget. You can't question Mr. Nugget's integrity. Right. You you can't be fake as Mr. Nugget. No, dude, no. you gotta, you gotta be a hundred percent. You gotta be authentic. Be That's bad, it. real. That's what I put on here. You have to be lovable and authentic. Mm-hmm. Lovable and authentic because you can't just be like I'm trying to be lovable. You can't be like, um, like politician you know lovable. You know, yeah, you like, know who's very authentic was uh, Boogie Cousins. 
That's true. That's yeah. true. But not, but not, not, not lovable. Not <laughs> in right. the Mr. Nugget very, way. Very authentic. Not necessarily yeah. lovable. That's a great point. Um, and then, yeah, connecting with fans. And then I like this one. Represent Denver slash Colorado. Totally. Almost no NBA players are from Colorado. You're not, not gonna, Chauncey Billups was the last one ever. But when you become adopted by a city, it's great to like reciprocate that love. Attending Denver sports Aww. events. Monte Morris. Everywhere. Avs game. Avs jersey. Rockies game, even Ro- Rockies, Rockies game, games. and Rockies game. If you go to a Rockies <laughs> game so as true. a Nuggets player, like you can yeah. be in the Mister Nugget conversation. <laughs> it's just doing Denver things, you know. You're just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm in in Rome. You know, I'm here. You know, like, these people. Let's, let's go hang out at Wash Park. Let's go. You know? hang out at let's Wash Park. Go chill in the Highlands. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's to go that. to Red Rocks let's on go a weekend. Smoke weed let's, behind the hill in the in uh, yeah, the park with yeah, the. Yeah, let's, let's go, go watch. Let's go hang out over in Rhino. Let's go watch fish play in Boulder. You know why not? Let's just classic Denver. Classic Denver stuff. You gotta just be one with the city. You gotta be one with the city. You gotta. At least make the attempt. Like, yeah. look, I don't. Yeah, not no saying Denver has to be your you. favorite city. It's yeah. my favorite city. You don't have to be, but it's like, hey, you're adopted by the city. Yeah, just get just it. Uh, indulge us. Indulge us a little. Uh, meet us halfway, or like ten percent of the way. <laughs> we'll do the rest. Uh, you got to get the crowd going. Oh, yes. the crowd hype must man. get going. The crowd must get going. You got to have a little bit of hype to you. It doesn't have to be overt. Monte no. Morris wasn't a guy that was constantly, no. you know, doing this or that. But you know, he picked you, his spots. But he also just had energy, man. Like Monte's always one Big of those Monte. guys that was always doing something. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you got to get your teammates going. You oh, those be teammates guy. better be going on your watch. Yeah. What else? What else? What other responsibilities? The chat have any good responsibilities for <sighs> what us? What other responsibilities? Oh, man, Zeke. Holy people smoke. said that. Well, <laughs> we'll a couple people. Really? <laughs> a couple people. You might disagree with this, but a couple people are saying Mr. Nugget has to be homegrown. What does that mean? Oh, oh man. Have they have to be drafted. drafted I disagree. Here. I strongly disagree. Oh, Gary Harrison, oh, the, the last two months, the, the last two Mister Nuggets out. Not happened. terrible. I, not I, terrible. And I, it I don't, certainly I helps. I think I, that certainly helps. I think it helps. You can be, be naturalized. Yeah. You can be naturalized. <laughs> you can be Lorenzo Brown. Is Lorenzo Brown, Mister Spade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think how many how many Spanish words do you think Lorenzo Brown knows? See, si, yeah. no. and Juancho. Uh, <laughs> but then, I, I think it's a good point. I think. Being drafted and developed here and being not, homegrown. Not a requirement, though. You, it's you, not a requirement. Yeah. I it think it helps, though. It does, does give you a let up. Yeah. Leg up. No question. Yeah. And then some people are saying that uh, he has to come on the DNVR show. Man. That would definitely well, help. Well, that really any cuts contender. the list down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it, it, I would say that's a very good, strong recommendation, but maybe not absolutely essential. Yeah. Just, I, also, I also think, like... Mr. Nugget has to have like a super high approval rate. I feel oh, like yeah, across yeah. the Mr. Nugget league. must be universally yes. loved. He he's got to be liked by the majority of people out this, there. This this was like Will Barton honestly, you brought him up. He honestly had a good case for being a Mr. Nugget prior to Mr. Nugget, <sighs> yep. but too polarizing. Like too polarizing. Just, too it was polarizing. a little too polarizing. He, so. he had an era of if Mr. Nugget had been then what it is now. He might have been Boy, the, would the chatter have been about uh, his Mr. Nugget candidate. He, he might have been the only Mr. Nugget to be, uh, um, you know, taken out of office. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. Would have been really forcibly tough. removed. Forcibly removed. <laughs> That's tough. All right. Those are the criteria, the responsibilities, the personality. On the other side, the candidates. Oh, for man. The, the vacant Mr. Nugget spot. Dude, I, I'm... I feel like the campaigning is getting a little hot and a little heavy. I feel like we're going to see serious. we're going to see wars in the streets. But it, you so know, again, funny. for what what better cause? 
Ivaka, they're the GOAT in Colorado sports. The greatest of all TV. It's where our Serbia documentary is premiering. It will be the only place to watch it uh, at first. So get set up with Ivaka TV right now. Go to ivaka.tv slash Colorado 10 to get $10 off per month for those first three months. Again, and think about this like sports Netflix. You pay monthly fees to get Netflix, $7, $8, whatever it is. This is not that dissimilar of a cost, and it's just to get sports on demand. You get sports. You get the Nuggets. You get the Avs. You get the Rockies. I'm cutting my cord. I'm getting Ivaca TV. I'm getting Netflix, Hulu, and then I'm just going to live my life. HBO? Look at HBO. Did you catch the industry finale last night? Oh. oh wow! Okay, it was it was a banger. Um, you also, but you also get a lot of entertainment channels with Ivaca TV. Sixty of them, sixty channels total. So you get more than just sports. Twenty five dollars a month plus a five dollar receiver fee. But right now, you guys can get ten dollars off per month for your first three months. Go to ivaca.tv slash Colorado ten. Ivaca.tv slash Colorado ten. Like we talked about at the top of the show tonight, game time meetup. Ooh. The game at time Coors Field on the party deck, dude. We'll be there. Hopefully, you guys will be there. I'm gonna drink 500 beers. Hold him to that. Hold, <laughs> absolutely, hold him to that. You guys can go to the Rockies game and hang out with us tonight for one dollar. Yeah. Tickets available on the Game Time app for tonight at Coors Field for one dollar. But use the link at the rooftop. Yeah. Use the link in our description. Use the link in the description. Always, if you're gonna buy a Game Time uh, ticket, go through our link. It helps us. It's out always in our YouTube. Link. Our YouTube. Always so. in our yep. YouTube. Or it's in the podcast description. Or go if to you're the listening. website. Like, uh, if you're gonna buy it anyway, just like you know, to be be some homies to us. Yes. yes. Definitely be homies. To us. Absolutely. Use the link in the description. Go to Coors Field tonight. One dollar. Hang out with us. It's your it's your go-to site for sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever you need. Game time is your spot. Got it all, baby. Um, also, not uh, do you have any more reads? No, go ahead. Uh, we I mentioned it casually online, but the DNBR Serbia reprint oh, of the shirt, those red shirts, the now iconic shirt. Do you have it, Kale? Is available. I didn't send it to him. Okay. Oh. Uh, I've restocked it. It's available in the store again. I have mentioned to people. Bones, oh my Kale. god! Oh, look at that background. My too. god. Oh. Which, by the way, when oh. this first came out, everyone was like, "Man, that shirt is really bright." But like, as you wear it, oh, it's, it's a, a great. It's, color. A, it's color. a great color. It's, it's a, a really great color. color. Yeah. Um, the point being, uh, in Serbia, I am still working on getting a situation t- whereby you can get local uh, shipping to happen from there. So the, it's not such a That's bullet dumb. to bite to, to buy these things. But anybody in the U.S., like, you know, if you want to be part of uh, the insider crew. The yeah, home, yeah, the that homies. is the ultimate insider crew, the Serbia crew. The candidates. Candidate number one. Okay, let's hear it. Bones Highland, who, by the way, today took to Twitter to say, don't call him Nishan. Did you see that? Yeah, Whoa. I did see that. He said, don't call him Nishan Highland. It's his family name. To you, he's busy or Bones. He gave you two options. Busy okay. or Bones? Two Which options. I feel like, let's be honest, everybody calls him Bones anyway. So what, was the, what was the tenor of that? What was the... the? I would say instructive. Okay. It wasn't like... It, it wasn't Just was setting the tone for the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, I think it's more like, you know, people that have like their first name is Geraldo and they're like, don't call like me that. Michael my name's Geraldo. my name's Gary. Or, is, this you know, a, <laughs> is this a Michael, not Mike Malone situation? A little bit, except only no, if, it, if the first, yeah. you know... If, like, if hey, we went... He went more formal. This goes less. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine those people that have, you know, um, like those family names that have been the family for, for right, right, years right. and years and years. Like, 
Hubert, William, yeah, Charles yeah, yeah. the third. He goes by like Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes by Dumpy or something. Uh, dumpy, <laughs> old Dumpy. Uh, Don't no, call me I think just, but I think it's cool. Bones is a great nickname. Busy's a great. Busy's nickname. a great one too. Yeah, Bones. Yeah, we've yeah, never called Bones one. by oh, yeah, any never. his actual name on yeah. the show. So yeah, yeah. why why would we start? So Bones Highland, um, is he? If we go by this, oh, um, is he a custodian of vibes? Uh, dude, he, it, no, he is the creator of vibes. Oh, wow. He is more than, he more than simply overlooks them. He is, uh, the one who knocks. He's the vibe setter. <laughs> he sounds sets ominous. If we're like comparing him to Walter White, I don't know if this is great for his dude, who had better vibe? Mr. Dude. Breaking Bad is Walter White. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. We don't know how to analyze that. Um, would you say that he is lovable? Oh yeah. How could you not love Bones? You've heard me profess my love to him in no with to no him. irony. Bones, <laughs> to Bones, him. Bones not only has a hundred percent approval rate in Denver, across the entire NBA, everybody loves Bones Island. But the thing is is like uh we're we have been a little removed from the last part of the season. That game that Bones Highland in the playoffs set the Nuggets world on fire essentially single-handedly won that playoff game against the Warriors for us with just how hot he got. Like that was the most vibey thing that's happened to us in a very, since the Austin Rivers game. I think I think surpassing the Austin Rivers game, oh honestly, but in part just because he's more fun doing. Like Austin Rivers knocked down wide open three, <laughs> really like just jittery step backs. It's like, a great oh, point, yeah. Ray. Uh, Walter White too much star power to be Mister Breaking Bad. <laughs> that's, <Gus> true. <laughs> that's true. God damn it! Amazing, good point. It's a great point, you. Um, Bones representing Denver slash Colorado. Now here's the thing: he's only been a rookie; he hasn't oh been here long, boy. but. He has done the dog park meetups. He's gone horseback riding. Like yeah. we joke about the corny Colorado theft stuff, but dogs and horses. I mean, so, come some on. would say he's campaigning for Mister Nugget. Yeah, some would say that this is a little heavy handed. Like he's <laughs> yeah, gone. He's gone a little too far. He's making his desire to be Mister Nugget maybe a little too known. <laughs> I think here's the thing about here's the thing but about Bones. Great. Again, I'm just trying. You know, don't know him personally. Just saying from from our interactions and and, and observing him. He's a guy that I think likes friends. He likes friends. Yeah. He has a group of friends, right, that are kind of with him all the time. He but I think he also likes everybody. Like he just he wants to uh, to connect with everybody. Yeah. So doing these things he's is a, a man lot of about, the people. He's a man of the people. He's like whoever he, those people might be. Whoever, all people, really, all people, <laughs> all, pretty much all people. Also, none of the things he he's done, even though they're like, I feel like no other NBA player would do them. It hasn't felt fake. Right. Like it seems like he's actually enjoying hanging out at a dog park in Denver. He wants to do those right. things. He's putting like all of all of himself into oh, it. He's not smoking a cigarette behind like yeah, behind his car, like, like, posing for one picture with some Give me dog, Banaka real quick, probably so a gold beetle, <laughs> and then just going. How home. painful this is for me. <laughs> Which is basically well, that's what I do. He's not like, doing it for the photo op. I want to die. The old Ben Affleck cigarette. No, he. Bones, like, he is, um, he likes a conversation online, yeah. in person. He really, like, I can relate to this. I like to connect you with people. You like a conversation? I like, a co I like co talking to people. I like to, you know, I'm Mr. Nugget. <laughs> you are Mr. Nugget. <laughs> can I, can I say, this is as an aside, I agree with you. I, I have tried to take up calling more than texting. Texting? Direct line. Get here to there. People are too comfortable with it. A yeah. conversation, you know, have no idea where it's going to go. Where could it go? It could uh, go this, anywhere. This has gone off the rails mightily. This is <laughs> so a conversation. Uh, does Bones get the crowd going? 
Oh, stop. What kind of dumb question is that? Next. Mile High City, baby. Does he, honestly, he got the crowd going from the first m- moment that he put on a Nuggets jersey. I think, honestly, of the Jokic era, he's number one at getting the crowd going. I think number two would be Kenneth Reed. Kenneth Reed mm. used to be a guy that was had a kind oh, of a natural God. ability. That would have been, that was early Mr. Nugget. It was Birdman. Yeah, oh, for sure. Then it oh, was, Birdman for sure. Then it was yeah. Kenneth Fareed. You're right. Uh, maybe a Jameer Nelson in there. Uh, no. <laughs> that would have been well He Barton's got us it. going, not yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Manimal was definitely. Emmanuel Moody got the crowd going in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I think Bones even, I mean, we don't know this relationship well enough to say, but get teammates going. Bones definitely is a guy that gets hyped. Like, I think back to that headband Jokic gave at the end of the year if you go he bones was definitely counting every bucket before it went in you know yeah. he was on the sideline just being like like threes up he's like that's going <laughs> you know, every and it was true and if you go look at the highlights i do think he's a good getting a, a hype good for the, your team getting hype for your big. teammates they're really big bones strong candidates very, very strong, strong candidate. any risks with bones highland a little young a little young might not might Falter on the stately side of Mr. Nugget. It's a big responsibility. responsibility. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. Don't. It's hard when you're this young. You're you're bound to run into trouble, and I don't mean trouble like big trouble. I'm just saying you're bound to like have social faux pas. Yes. Everybody knows the young person in an office. You love the guy, but every yes. now and then, like you're like, hey, he gets man, too like, drunk at the a company little too outing. drunk at the company party. Yeah. Exactly. Like, hey man, you're an adult Rain now. Rained it in a little bit. Rained it in a little. You kind of flirted with the boss's girlfriend. Yeah. Like, uncomfortable so there is like with the with the bones candidacy does come a little risk a little volatility a little volatility that you typically do not like to have in the office of mr nugget all that being said we're progressive we're progressive we're so progressive uh number two Aaron Gordon. Oh, Aaron this is a Gordon. dark horse candidate. Dark who has, horse who has leapt into the light. It, it, it's crazy, like it's yeah. a dark horse. He I was. Just, we never talked about him one time being Mr. Nugget last year, but in the the way that he's conducted himself since the season, huge had, rise. Since there has been a vacancy in the Mr. Nugget <laughs> yeah. uh, universe, we have started to think about him differently than we did before. We've started to notice certain things about his personality. I out, can I tell himself. you? Can I tell you? I think it goes back. Much further though, personal for me personally. Um, I mean, you even can go back to the Clipper game and, and like after that game, if you remember. I like, think it goes right back to when he got here. Yeah, I, man, I, right when he got here, I don't know because there was still a little bit of learning him this or that. But I'm telling you, this last year, I just felt like there was like a lot of growth, a lot of like mm-hmm. he's a he's a yo- like a big Jokic guy. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like he's a big like, hey, I know what's awesome about this team and this or that. Yeah, it, it, and so. I, th- I think it goes back further. I but I think it's when he got here and just from day one he bought into the role yeah. he that did. Denver wanted him to play. The one thing, and I, from, from that moment, I was like, this guy just gets it. I couldn't agree more. But there was with the AG Nuggets Denver relationship, there was a peak and there was a deep valley. And you think he, there was a valley? Yes, during the playoffs against Portland, he became the absolute scapegoat in a lot of people's eyes as to why the Nuggets weren't able we paid all this money I'm just saying like if we're looking at uh, he guarded Damian Lillard I'm just telling you man like there there has been a there there has been a valley in the relationship of AG and the fan base uh, that he has since recovered from but I'm just saying like the other Mr. Nuggets that we've had have never had low moment moments with the fans. I'm just putting it out there. We're just talking candidacy. Aaron I Gordon feel is like a guy. I honestly don't remember any of that. Of those you don't sentiments. remember anything. 
Yeah, but I don't remember those sentiments. Oh, like, it totally I, was a sentiment. It, for, largely from casuals, but all the same. Like there was a lot of like yeah, you're on Facebook we just paid now. all of this, this guy <laughs> all this money, and you know he was not great in that Portland series. I'm just saying, like we're just we're we're bringing all points to light here. I think you have an agenda here. Understand no, and extend, accept the not. relationship between team and fan base. I think he has shown some real signs of this. No question. Um, even just his like, he has a very Denver house. You know, AG represents a very specific type of Denverite, the California transplant. <laughs> in the best way, though. In the best way. Like, not, not in the worst. He's not like out in and out every day. You know, he's not yeah. that one. But I'm saying, saying, like, he has this, like, <laughs> he has this, like, California broness that, yeah. like, discovered yeah. Colorado and was like, oh, this, is, he's my, got the this right, is my vibe. He's got the right temperament. No he's, question. Yeah. No question. Like, if it. I saw AG in, where would he hang out in the mountains? Aspen. Tell you that. Smoking a joint. He's way more of like winter a park. copper winter park vibe. I think he's vibe. a winter park yeah. vibe, man. I don't think he's an Aspen I vibe. I yeah, I, I tell you right. But, but Aspen's okay. It's okay. They're saw, all great. I'm just yeah. saying. If I'm with saw, Kale on this one. If you saw he's him in the skier. steamboat, you'd be like, yep, there he is. Steamboat? Yeah, maybe. Look, he's... He's snowboarding, guys. Come on, man. He's not. He's not in a turtleneck, you know, yeah. coming down on the skis. He's, he's a boarder. Um, custodian <laughs> of vibes. Here's an interesting one because I think Ag has great vibes. He's such like to oh, me. He's so bro. chill, but he's not like Bones, who is constantly shooting vibes out. He's almost more radiating vibes. I would say. Yeah, he mm. is. Uh, oh wow, he is. He is the source of quiet, confident, unmistakable vibes. Yeah. yeah, I'd say while Bones might have higher peaks. Oh yeah, I mean, maybe AG is just that constant, just a the constant flow. Lovable for oh, me, I think who very does lovable. Not love AG, he is a teddy bear with a varying hairstyle, and just a cool <laughs> dude. Um, and authentic. Here's the thing where I think he gets like a hundred out of a hundred. Yeah. AG, very unique guy. Yeah, for sure. In yeah. a way that's like very authentic. Is this like he has like a character? To me, he's a character. I always go back to his high school when he won some tournament, AAU tournament, and he did the interview with his longboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this like six foot eight yeah. super yeah. athlete who longboards to his tournaments and wins. Yeah. If we were, if, if he if, definitely did not fit in Orlando, the more I think about it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> who fits in Orlando? Yeah. Nobody fits in Orlando. I mean, come on. <laughs> like a child in Mickey Mouse. So uh, if we're thinking about um, how it works for. <laughs> If we're thinking about uh, Bones, the negative being a little volatile, a little young, we don't know if he has the maturity necessary yeah. uh, on a day-to-day basis to carry the mantle that is Mr. Nugget. Mm-hmm. AG, on the other hand, very stately, very reserved. Stable. Yep. Very stable. You don't have to worry about his actions. He's uh, been in the league a long time. He knows how to handle himself. Yeah, no yeah. question. It's just that with AG, is it is he too reserved? My, my thing with AG is that he's a little bit too he, into his... I think he's more he's Mr. AG than he is a very similar temperament to Gary Harris. Yes, he does. That's, that's a great point. Man, he is yeah. more of a Gary Harris and than a Monte. The, the You're greatest, right. The, the greatest point, which we cannot overlook, is that he went to Germany to watch Jokic play. Yeah, it's the well, number one get, thing on his I mean, his we're getting in this. Mr. Represent Nugget Denver resume, attending yeah. other sports. He went all the way to Europe to attend one game. You could tell it meant a lot to, to Jokic seeing him there. Yep. I love that he didn't announce it. He didn't tell him. He didn't tell anybody. He didn't even buy a, 
courtside seat or anything. He was just stands. sitting with the people. I love that he didn't use his like power to yeah. you know just go behind the shadows. He just went app. on to I don't know the game time. He website went on the game time and app. Bought a ticket. <laughs> he bought a ticket on the game time. I'm telling you, the authenticity is the part that really pulls it for me, and the fact that he is so like representative of Colorado naturally because he's yeah. such a Colorado guy. Yeah. Can I throw? Can I bring up one point about this though? Yeah. Was he just on vacation and happened to slide in? Did he no go chance. there? No chance. Why Why did he not connect with Jokic? What do you mean? To me, it's like if you're there. You think he was just like, oh, shit, there's a game? I think he was like already going to be in that area because he didn't go to the next game and the next game. Well, he wasn't in. It wasn't actually in Berlin. It was in Prague. It was in Prague. I think he was just kind of. I listen. I there was only. He, I think he went to Italy. It's after a quest. Too. He was like. Or he Greece. was clearly on a European vacation, and he was, he found an opportunity. Uh, he still went. I'm just saying. Like, is to this, me, this is a no co- caveat. I also okay, well, we can ask question. him at media day. We can ask him at media day. But just I'm pretty confident that he was like, you know, it'd be cool. Let's go to Prague. I think the fact that he didn't try to hang out with Jokic is even is a good thing because yeah. he he was like, oh, Jokic's with his national team. Sure, you know, I, he's he's got to focus on that. I'm just going to pop in for a game. Uh, so you, I can see it both sides. No, no question. No. Um, gets the crowd going. Now he is a dunker. No, I think he is. He is a dunker. He is like he has some big moments, some big three point moments, and different things. Like to me, not on a bones level, but he yeah. is like maybe. Who above him? Who else on the team? If you had said gets the crowd going, Bones momentum number one, turning plays. Aaron Gordon is up there with like Jamal Murray and right. Jokic in terms like of a, his, like a Bones deep three turns the momentum like that. Yeah. An AG big dunk can yeah. also do that. Yes, and I will say as, a, as as an aside to me, AG is a little bit of a when we were talking about bonus points for getting this drafted. Is so close. And when you talk about bonus points for being like an or you know on the team you drafted him or whatever, what you call him? Um homegrown. Homegrown. AG's kind of a second draft player. Like there's something cool about a guy that goes to you and then becomes like, "Hey, now I'm a Denver." It's like Peyton Manning. You know, he's a Colt for most of his career. He's in Denver still. He's still in Denver. He still yeah. like prefers to hang out around the Broncos. I feel like that's AG. He probably looks back and is like, "Damn, I wish Denver would have drafted me." Yeah, but I had to give some time there. He's the family you choose, you know. Or we're right. the family he chose. Yep. We chose him. We, we, we chose him, but then he, him. but then he accepted. Sure, I, I listen. It, All right, back and forth. Strong candidacy to me. For no AG. question. Here's to no me, question. much safer pick in terms of like you know volatility. But also, like, he's just a different type of Mr. Nugget than, than what Bones would be. Here's something else about AG and his candidacy. <laughs> he always has his teammates so back. Huh? Do these no. players realize they have a candidacy? <laughs> no. This is, not, guys, this is 100% serious. <coughs> he always has his teammates' backs. Yeah. Uh, Whenever, ever since Aaron Gordon got here and there's been, like, an altercation... Markeith Morris. Oh, he's um, been in it. The Suns. He's right there. He's always there. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Oh. He's always first to that altercation. Interesting. Interesting. I, mean, I think that's notable. I think well, that's I mean, something. Would you want Bones to be first up against Markeith Morris? Bones will throw a punch <laughs> I mean, faster. That, I think Bones would yeah. like actually fly seen, off yeah, the handle. AG is always ready to step you know, for his teammates. That's a great point. It's a great point. He's, a, he's got he's his guys down. back. And honestly, a lot of this is last year. Draymond really went hard at him. And I just was so impressed with the fact that he kind of punched back, like, you know, emotionally. I was very impressed with that. I agree. All right. Other candidates. 
Chucky. <laughs> Vodka Chancho. Chucky. Absolute dark horse needs to be taken seriously. I'm just saying he's so. got the nickname going. Chucky. Ooh. He uh you know, he's every nobody hates Vladko. No uh, one hates Vladko. Uh very likable. Does he have any dark horse candidacy here, Wind? He's not going to be Mr. Nugget, but oh, <laughs> he is man. a candidate. He does have to be mentioned. He does need to it's be the in green the conversation. <laughs> what do we talk about party. as the most important, the first criteria for being Mr. Nugget? You got to be a great teammate. Great teammate. That's oh, what yeah. Vlatko is. He, he is, the is greatest of teammates. a 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100 teammate. He's higher than that. You're, you're discounting <laughs> him. Vlatko is literally on the team to just be a dope teammate to Jokic. <laughs> His vibes, I don't know that he radiates vibes like the other two. He radiates them to Nikola Jokic, which is, so he's probably like Mr. Jokic. If you like <laughs> traded Bones and AG for Kevin Durant or something, you know, like some kind of that upgrade, but not emotional upgrade, not like, a, then you'd have to start looking and maybe Chachi, Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> Chucky should, we, should we just call him Chucky? <laughs> like, Chucky. Chucky. Like Chucky. All right, whatever you want to call him. Chucky. Uh, I think he would Chucky. be up there. You know, we don't know about Bruce Brown, uh, KCP. Know. We don't know, but is there a chance that there were like, hey man, he's clearly uh, the problem? I don't think with KCP, Bruce Brown. There's some sneaky candidacy. I think we'll see it maybe a year from now, two the, years yeah, from now. The, the, we're ta- unfortunately for those two potentially worthy yeah. candidates. The he's like when, when you're picking a president. Maybe Bruce Brown could be. The VP of Mr. Nugget, and then in two years, you can't. He's a, under consideration. Five says you have to be a top seven player. I don't agree with that, but I would say top ten. Like top, I'll, I'll even say a top eleven. Like I think you have to be top ten or Vlaco eleven. Guy. was part of the seven. He was part of the seven, but I do agree that there's like a level below where you're like, hey, I can't be. A-. It would be hilarious if DeAndre Jordan was Mr. Nugget. Somehow he's just like, uh, I man, would be very surprised if he's like Mike Miller on steroids. Remember Mike Miller yeah. was like a great end of bench guy. Right. No one would be more blown away if <laughs> DeAndre Jordan stole the crowd. He's going to be Nugget. a great teammate. Yeah, the problem with Bruce Brown is he seems like a great guy, but you cannot appoint Mr. Nuggets sight unseen. Well, so that's true. what I'm saying. You learn about Bruce Brown. Maybe in a couple years from now, he is that guy. Well, here's, he one, loves well, here's one thing I was going to say. <laughs> in years past, Gary was anointed Mr. Nugget three, four years into his tenure. Uh, Monte Morris, three, four years into his tenure. Is there any chance that you feel Mr. Nugget should linger into the season? Like, hey, let's give it a month before we kind of announce <sighs> so this. This is a tough question. I think you have to enter the season with a Mr. Nugget. Yeah. I think, an, I it, think it might be a little cannot, awkward if there's the title there is vacated be, while be, games are being played. There cannot be a Mr. Nuggets void. Uh, that's a leadership yeah. void. Like that might hurt the team. <laughs> it might actually hurt the, the team, team if there's not a Mr. Nugget. out of control. The fan yeah. base is going to be fighting. We have to find resolution. Not today. Yeah. Not today. But we need to find resolution. The, we're, we're letting the process play out, <laughs> but we've got to come to a consensus Je- before the season. Jeff Green, Zeke Naji, Ish Smith. Oh, yeah. my God. Ish Smith. No chance. He's Mr. Nugget Killer. We can't. Even if he's on our team now. Like, um, it, Zeke, too quiet. Christian Brown, Davon Reed. I just don't see it. I think, our can- I think we have two candidates. Dave, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's the two. It's the two. It is. And it, trust me when I say it is neck and neck. It's close. Bones could and it, AG. Could it be two people? Could we no. have the I'm royal no. orders of Mr. Nuggets? I, I, I'm going I'm to say, no. say yes, it could be. I'm not saying it will be, but I'm saying it could be. And at 1,000% could be. And that would be a great thing. It'd be a great thing that you had two guys that kind of uh, 
Mister's Nuggets going in officially to the season with Mister's Nuggets. It might be the only realistic solution. It's like, can there be two kings? No. Oh my god! Sometimes there's two. Sometimes there is a triumvirate. Oh boy! Three kings. Did that ever work out? (laughs) It did work out in one of the greatest dynasties of all time. This fell apart. Went up up in flames. Went down in flames at the end. I mean, you know. If you're not supposed to campaign where people go to the near where people are polling, we're not polling here. I'll give my personal feelings. Okay. I believe Mr. Nuggets should be bones. I, I've believed this for a long time. When we were talking about this organically, it hit uh, and it fit so clearly to me when the season was playing out. I never once thought as of Aaron Gordon as Mr. Bones or Mr. Bones as Mr. Nugget, but as the time has played out and we've had time away from the Nuggets, it's easy to construct narratives in your mind based on limited pieces of information. I just know what I felt and what I felt when I was hearing Mile High City Baby screamed at the top of one's lungs. I myself was screaming it. Bones is, has a real interest in the city of Denver and this show. <laughs> um, I love what Bones is about. His vibes are ones that I would follow into battle. AG is someone I would hang out with all the time. I'm voting him Mr. Eric's best friend. <laughs> when do you have, are you leaning? I'm not ready to say. <laughs> but the, 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 the I'm Mr. not ready to say who my Mr. Pick for President Mr. Nugget, Nugget is. and Vice President Nugget. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we just fill out a whole cabinet. We may be announcing this very, very soon. Yeah, I'm not uh, ready to publicly say I'm. I'm leaning one way. I'm. I'm not ready to say it publicly. I'm leaning both ways. <laughs> I'm leaning I listen, towards. I, I understand I there being a chance to be two. Mr.'s Nugget, an order of Mr.'s Nugget. To me, the it doesn't. Royal order it doesn't of Mr.'s Nugget. It doesn't hurt my brain. You know, or my heart, or my soul, to say that, or my body. It's true. Listen, uh, it's a good thing. This is a great special year, and it's a good, good thing that, that we have it's a difficult decision. Yeah. I think it's a very good thing. Uh, that does it for today's show, guys. We might have a special Ooh, one for you tomorrow. Show. I'm not so sure. We'll find out. We might have a special one for you um, as as we return. But either way, three more shows, three lot- more oh, before the off season is officially off. God damn it. I can't wait. <laughs> to the offseason, this like little patch, mercifully Eurobasket existed, so we like it. It was great. Yeah. It's so great. We, there was a, it is uh, great. There was a, a sit back. Relax. There was a mid offseason tournament. <laughs> it really was great. It really was and great. And now we're back to like, oh man. I know. Do you see? I told everybody how this works out. It works out the same every year. The last week or so, you saw all these guys that were in town on vacation in Mexico. You see the pictures coming across. Everybody's like in different places. They probably circle back here in the next days or day or two. You're going to start to see everybody come back in, get a little weekend runs in, and then you're right into media day on Monday. So oh boy. Uh, all excited for that. Also, I'm really hopeful the Nuggets drop a jersey <laughs> this week. <laughs> the, hand, uh, the hand, I like that. I also like vice president. I kept sitting here thinking whoever comes vice second, just vice come Mr. Mr. Vice I just Nuggets. like vice president. Can you imagine if we're just calling a Nuggets player vice president well, I will say all that, uh, RK and I clashed. The VN, vice <laughs> Nugget. RK and I clashed at who was the rightful owner of the CVO of this company. The chief's vibes officer. Who did you say? Me. I, I, <laughs> wow. I said it was me. Who did and he say? He said it was him. <laughs> Just a separate and in argument. the end, we came up with so the idea that yourself. we are CVOs. Oh, we are the get- chief... We are the co-vibes officers. Oh, God. The this, two, this is what happens when there's no um, deliberation from any outside <laughs> person. It's just you two. Well, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs>
<laughs> Kim Jong Un vibes coming over right. from, right. from, 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 from the from the Kovios. He just named himself. King. Oh, yeah. Anyone, anyone besides RK who wants to challenge my title of Chief Vibes Officer, I'll I'll listen to your, your argument. There it goes. Everybody, hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>